We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, Thunder fans, and welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. I'm your host for tonight, Jacob Niffin. And when you got a game like that, can't go solo, my guy. I got to get my friends in here because I'm excited about some basketball. I got Taylor. I can't wait to tell Brooke someday that uh, November 1st, 2022 <laughs> is a day that the big two OKC took the league by storm. Shea Gilles Alexander and Alexei Pokushevsky. We've also got our guy Nick Crane here. Relish it now because <laughs> things are going to look a lot different in a couple months. Nick look, is still Pokus on the tank. Point. It's going to be great. I love it. <laughs> As the Thunder win, an incredibly fun and competitive game, beating the Orlando Magic 116 to 108. We're proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and dailythunder.com. And if you do not already, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star rating. If you screenshot that and DM it to us, I'll mail you some stickers. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, TikTok. We're everywhere. Hey, if you also screenshot a YouTube sub, more stickers. <laughs> I'll hook you up. Send them over. Woo! What a game, gentlemen. Freaking blast. Um, I was telling Taylor pre-pod. My dad recently had surgery. Uh, nothing like crazy just he had rotator cuff surgery so his arms all slinged up uh first time really getting out of the house i wanted to take him to the game tonight and what a game it was <laughs> we had an absolute blast i cannot wait to talk about this game with you guys as justin said on his saturday night post game it's hard to limit to just five takeaways but i think i've got it i think i've got it so the five takeaways tonight gentlemen nick the first one and and we're just going to touch on these for a moment and then we'll dive deep in a second but Nick, first one, two-way Shea. Two-way Shea is something we haven't seen in a long time. And I wonder if it, if it continues throughout the season as he gets more tired. Mm-hmm. But that's that's one thing we've said is, like, hurt his all-star case in the past. Winning, I think, is, is the biggest thing, obviously. But if he defends like that every night, and that's that's what's what got DeJounte Murray then out over him last year, is that he plays defense. He, he wasn't, like, crazy locked in tonight. 
And then the fourth quarter came. We're going to dive into this. And he had, I would argue, Orlando's best player. Yeah. Franz Wagner. And just fucking clamps, bro. It's like uh, clamps from Futurama. Those little pincers. Takeaway number two, Taylor. Magic sized. Man, I thought the Thunder were long and 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 quick and but i mean the magic's length there was just absolutely insane that starting lineup that they had tonight that they've used the past couple of games i mean it's a it's pretty impressive and when you have guys like paulo guys like um <laughs> bull bull playing well and then like you mentioned franz i mean at window Carter, I mean, goodness the list goes on and on uh, they, they were impressive yes. would you i was thinking about this during the game today would you consider orlando the closest to the thunder as it relates to roster build strategy that's a good question i ooh, it's kind hard of to find a better one maybe right? i don't think detroit and houston match it so i think so i think so takeaway number three poku's good again it's been yeah. a roller coaster ride for my serbian son <laughs> but tonight i would argue his best game of his nba career um not the most points, not the most stats, not the craziest Poku shit. The best he's been in a meaningful game, I think. Very much. Uh, the last two, I'm just going to burn through these real quick, guys. Paycom Center was rocking. Loudest I've heard it in two years since the tank began. MVP. Um, MVP. It was awesome. It was awesome. We'll talk all about it. MVP. And then lastly, I, I wanted to mix a bunch of things in one pot. So we got Dagnall rotations as well. Before we dive deep into these takeaways, first, we need to do a game summary. And it was a game. New starting lineup for the Thunder. We had Shea, Josh, and Lou. The the three that we've always kind of said, those are just the, the defunct three starters when they're healthy. JRE, which I think we all expected for the size, especially on Wendell Carter, who is freaking good and killed OKC tonight. And my dreams finally realized with a Jalen Williams, J-Dub start, um, his second, technically his third, but really like his second full NBA game. Uh, so new starting lineup for the Thunder. And I think very early on in this game, you saw the issues that the Thunder had with Orlando's length. Bull Bull at 7 foot, Paulo at 6'10", Franz at 6'10", um, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. at like 6'11". Uh, Terrence Ross, who did not come back to the game, got hurt, did not come back at 6'6". Just a lot of length, a lot of size. Bull Bull was blocking a lot of shots. Um, just kind of difficult for OKC early. Uh, I thought that led, that the size also led to some poor Thunder defense, specifically rebounding issues. The Orlando Magic really beat up OKC inside uh, early in this game. This season. Uh, offensive rebounds specifically. Uh, the Thunder were just getting outmanned, uh, bullied down low, really. I thought it was really fascinating. The Thunder put 6-3, maybe 6-4 on a good day. Lou Dort on 6-10, Paulo Bancaro. He did a good job. Paulo he was did, like very inefficient. Really, really well. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's, I mean, you talk about that dog in him. Like, Speaking he had of the it. rebounds, Thunder were the number one team in the league earlier this week in rebounding. Yeah, isn't that wild? And just got dominated tonight. Uh, what I really started noticing in the second quarter, guys, the first quarter was very high scoring. Second quarter, especially down the stretch, the Orlando length combined with, they weren't playing man. They played a lot of 3-2 zone. Uh, really started to affect Oklahoma City. Um, it's like 
the Thunder were being very passive offensively, where in a 3-2 zone, you really want to attack the interior of the zone uh, and then kick out to shooters. Well, how do you how do you beat a zone? The Thunder don't have what it takes to beat a zone. It, yeah, the, the shooting. The shooting is a problem. Penetrate, 100%. Swing the ball, create open shots. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Shea got in a little bit. There was one really nice play. I don't mean to, to belabor our, our play-by-play breakdown here, but there was one really nice play that didn't result in a bucket, but towards the end of the second quarter where Shea got a screen from that zone at the top of the key, came around the screen right down the middle, collapsed the defense, and then as before the defense got to him, mid-collapse, he swung it out, I think, to an Aaron Wiggins in the left corner uh, who was wide open, just missed the three. I thought it was beautiful offensive execution. You just didn't get the results you wanted. Uh, anyways, Orlando closes the half on a big run, takes a three-point lead into halftime. We come out of half, new starting lineup for the Thunder, Darius Baisley and Aaron Wiggins in in the front court. Uh, Bays lasted a whole two minutes before he got yanked. And Orlando starts that quarter on an 11-2 run and really blows this thing up. Uh, the three-point shooting Franz woes. Wagner. Yeah, continued Franz. God, Franz put uh, uh, Josh on an absolute poster uh, in this one. And the Thunder just could not find rhythm offensively. But a second unit comes in with about five minutes left. That included Trey Mann, Josh Giddy, uh, Poku, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who was an absolute catalyst tonight, like lightning rod. He was incredible when he came back in. And they closed a 15-point deficit, uh, I think down to a single possession or four points going into the fourth quarter. A really nice run by that unit. We head into the fourth quarter. Shea and Lou come back in with about eight minutes to go in the game. I think they were down around seven. Uh, closing lineup is Shea, Lou, Trey, Poku, JRE. No Giddy down the stretch there. I thought was fascinating. Uh, coach mentioned post game. Giddy still coming back, nursing that ankle. Didn't want to overload him, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the story of the fourth quarter, Thunder defense, absolute clamps. And then the Shea Gilgis Alexander show. Like you don't On need anything else. The ball. It was. I can't think of the last time I've seen someone just be so absolutely automatic on driving mid-range pull-ups. I mean, it's freaking absurd how frequently he hits those. Um, my last thing, besides Thunder win, obviously, last last note on the, the game recap. This one was big to me, guys. First half, Magic win those two quarters, total of 66 to 63. Second half, the Thunder win it 53-42. to 42. Checks out. The defense just absolutely insane. Incredible. So let's go back to our big takeaways and talk about it a bit. Nick, I'm coming back to you with my first one, which is two-way Shea. The thing that stuck out to me, Nick, you kind of mentioned it. It was the fourth quarter. It was the Franz Wagner assignment. Um, some of the most impressive defense I've seen Shea play in an Oklahoma City Thunder uniform. I, I, it, it just is what it is. I think in the NBA in general, like you can even include, he was really good defensively his rookie year of the Clippers. Yeah. I, and I think it was not, I mean, obviously it wasn't just Shea, like the, the whole team locked down. Yep. Um, I, I, what I think is most impressive is that he did it on both ends. Like you see Lou a lot of times and he, he hit one of the dagger threes. Like when you play that art of defense, you get tired. Like there's not many guys that can do it on both ends. Um, and I think the fact that Shea pulled it off tonight, just, it makes you think like when this team's actually trying to win games and is good, 
after watching the Mavericks game and then watching tonight's game, a lot of young teams are going to be inconsistent. It's going to take comebacks. I think the Thunder have the most 15-plus point comebacks since the beginning of last season. That tells you they have the talent that when it all comes together, they could be really, really good. And these are the types of games that make me feel like when we think about them on their come up, um, offensively and defensively, you don't just want to middle out. Mark's talked about that. Sam's talked about that. You want to break through and become a contender. And when you see performances like these last two, although it wasn't pretty, you know, maybe 75% of the game both times, what they show you at their peak and what they could be, even with the, you know, super young bare bones roster they have now versus what they'll have later just gives you confidence that like Shea could be the guy. I I definitely think so. You bring up a great point, Nick, about the conditioning it takes to be able to play so in, intense on e- e- both sides of the ball, primarily the defensive end. We talk a lot about that with superstars. And to be quite frank, we've talked a lot about that with, I can think of at least three superstars that played in OKC in the past. Um, and, and Paul George was a good example about how he was able to do both. But I thought, thought this quote from Dignall postgame was really interesting to that point. He said uh, about Shea's fourth quarter, great poise. That's probably the thing that stands out for that stretch. I still don't think he's playing his best basketball for 48 minutes yet, at least, which is uh, is fascinating, maybe yep. scary for the rest of the league. Nick, yeah, you are playing elite. Nick, you also mentioned kind of the fatigue of playing both sides so hard. Shea talked about that postgame as well, where he said, you know, kind of picking your spots, not taking plays off and conserving energy, but he knows the player that he wants to be and he's got to dedicate himself to that end and picking your spots as far as when it's safe to gamble, um, when you really need to wall up and things like that. I thought it was a very mature answer. Uh, Also, Shay, I tried to get JD to to clip this for me tonight. He didn't get to it. But Shay, with the quote of my life tonight, uh, post-game, somebody, I don't know who in the media asked this. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the question. Uh, Shay just closed out the magic had an insane fourth quarter is on this awesome run and someone said can you talk about how good paulo bancaro is and why he <laughs> went number one i was like why are you asking yeah, shay that no question kidding. and shay complimented paulo he's big for his side or for his position uh he's got a lot of tools and chet holmgren was the number one pick and i was just <laughs> I like that is my leader yes that's I mean, my boy and that's no. so cool for Chet too. Like oh, you know, yeah. he he wishes he was out there seeing games like tonight, and to have Shea coming off a, you know, another thirty-five, five-five game, and say that I think is pretty uplifting for him as well. On the topic of clutch, before we move on, um, what's maybe most impressive is that the Thunder did this with zero minutes from Mike Muscala and Kenrich Williams. Like it the was Kenrich Williams is surprising the young guys. That and they this. got great contributions. Uh, not so much in the second half because of opportunity, but Usman Jang in the first half. Usman we'll, was great, dude. We'll get into Poku, but Poku, same, I mean, same thing. Like They didn't necessarily need those guys, Nick, and I think that's a really good point. But mm-hmm. I know, and look, I, I understand we're, this one's late. We're going to try and keep it short, but I think this, this topic specifically is, deserves probably the most time. And we'd be doing a disservice if we don't talk about, hey, there was that stretch. Um, well, really, his uh, shade taking that Franz Wagner assignment, right, from Lou, and essentially saying, like, this is my guy. I'm going to make sure he doesn't score on me. Dude, there, there was, was one position where fourth. for Franz, Franz tried to get Franz. Franz tried yes. to get around him. And I mean, and then tried to post him up, and he's way bigger than Shea. Yep. And Shea just walled his ass up, got super yes. physical. Like, I was very impressed with that. In that fourth quarter, there was a a pick and roll block. Shea blocked Bancaro um, 
from like behind. There was some that really was impressive. Like now, the stretch that stands out to me though is in that fourth quarter. He had two straight possessions. One, he got a block. I believe it was on Franz, and then he takes it uh, down, does a spin move on Paulo, oh, is dude. able to draw the foul uh, in transition. Very next possession, pokes the ball away from either Paulo or um, Franz, and then I forget who it was. Yeah, that threw it to him. It was Franz. Right yeah, and his... he 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 dunked it. Yeah, incredible. Oh. Before we move on from Shea. Um, Two more things, and I, we're talking a lot about Shea. We got to move on. He's just freaking awesome. Like we got to talk that about good. it. I tweeted it tonight. I've been kind of on the fence. Like I love Shea, but I was like, I've seen what an absolute superstar in Oklahoma City looks like. I've seen what like a Couple top guy, a number one guy on like a Western Conference Finals team looks like, and is Shea there? Tonight was the first night this season where I was like, he legit might he can be like <laughs> some of the stuff he was doing tonight. Just incredibly impressive. Ends of the night, uh, 34 points on 12 of 18 shooting 34 points. And he did not make a three pointer Four rebounds, six assists, three steals, two blocks. Uh, just incredible. Absolutely incredible. It was a blast to watch. Let's move on to point number two. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Magic's size. Uh, Nick, I'll let you kind of start with this one, but I know the Magic have no guards. They're all injured. They just got Suggs back tonight. But the the team building they're doing and the size they have is incredibly impressive to me. Um, I thought they gave the Thunder absolute fits defensively. Their rim protection, uh, that zone was was really rough for OKC. Their uh, offensive rebounding, their size was really impressive. Yeah, I mean, Bobol is just humongous. You called him a seven footer earlier. I think he's like seven three, seven four, like yeah. something ridiculous. He's Victor size. Um, Seeing what he's doing gives me flashes of Poku, which is kind of when I was thinking about the way the roster is built, that's that was one of the sort of comps. But it also makes me think about when Chet comes back and Usman gets more comfortable and some of these other Poku and some of these other bigger, longer, I don't even know if you call them bigs, but they're big guys um, like Bull Bull shoots threes and he handles the ball. He's, he, yeah, he's, he plays he's pushing the ball and plays as a big guy, but he also does other things on the floor. Um, the success that the magic had tonight, I think Oklahoma city could have similar success in two years from now when their guys are a little bit further along. 
I think that's fair. I think that is very fair. Uh, Bull Bull, like you mentioned, I, I probably undershot his size a bit. Nice night for him, but the dude's a turnover machine. Um, one guy that really impressed me tonight that I really didn't expect, Wendell, Wendell Carter. Carter Jr. Yep. Is Why just, didn't you expect that? Well, I mean, he's good. Not I thought, that. like, this is a good, like, JRE matchup. I, I thought guys like maybe Bancaro or Franz would be the ones that gave OKC trouble tonight. But Wendell Carter. He's first team underrated. Oh, yeah. He's he, really good, dude. And he's been good all season long. He is really good. I, I'm very best impressed. Game of the Bulls, season too. Bulls fans got to be sick seeing him and Larry Markinen both just so blossoming and under yeah. teams. Um, hey, speaking of magic, I made a bet today with our friends, the Six Man Podcast, the Orlando Magic Pod, that whichever team won, uh, the loser had to buy that podcast's T-shirt and wear it on a live stream. So make sure to tune in the Six Man Show where they are going to be wearing a uncontested shirt or a Shea shirt or a Poku shirt. Uh, don't know what they're going to get yet, but uh, shout out to them for being good sports. That was awesome. I, I had a lot of fun with really that. Really good dudes. Um, yeah, I, I really like... When, when you look at the quote-unquote tanking teams, not the new ones that have entered the chat this year who aren't even tanking, Utah yeah. and San Antonio, when you look at the Thunder, the Rockets, the Pistons, the Magic, I'm biased, so I put the Thunder number one. Obviously, I like them the most. <laughs> but I really like what Orlando's doing, like more than I like what Houston's doing. I feel like Houston is just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. Uh, there's really not much like roster construction going on. I don't know. I'm also, I just don't like Houston. Detroit. Uh, Detroit's just kind of here and there. Like, I think Detroit is doing good stuff, but then like signing Bogdanovich to an extension, like I didn't. I mean, you want to keep the life of that contract alive, but he's old. He doesn't really, it's just kind of weird. I really like what Orlando's building though, is basically what I'm trying to get at. I think they're building something really fun. To Nick's point, um, I think it probably mirrors the thunder well, the most in terms of acquiring talent, but also talent that fits uh, a culture and system that you have in place. Yep. Being We're not a Jalen Suggs at all. A little bit, a little bit, but he was in, he's too. injured. I, I hope I he can find a groove this year. I do still like him. Me too. Uh, we're not a, a magic podcast though. So let's move on. Thing number three, I want to spend a little bit of time on this one. Poku is good again. <laughs> I I mentioned it earlier. I think it was Poku's best night as an NBA player. Uh, Poku on the evening played off the bench, but played 31 minutes uh, and earned the right to close the game. Seven of three from the or seven of three seven that'd be incredible. Seven of 13 from the field. Two of five from three, nine rebounds, an assist, two steals, three blocks, 16 points, and a plus 22. Yeah. Nick, I tweeted out there in that third quarter run that Poku was putting on a drop coverage clinic. Wendell Carter's a big dude, and Poku had that assignment, was playing center. They would try to run a lot of like either Paulo or, or Franz or, uh, RJ Hampton, which we watched RJ Hampton put up every shot imaginable at summer league this year, but, uh, run pick and rolls with Wendell Carter jr. And I just thought Poku's drop coverage to get drop under the screen, contain the ball handler, play the middle ground, get back to his man and then contest at the rim. I thought he did it like a textbook. Like if you looked up, how should you play drop coverage? Like, it was to a T. I was very impressed. Yeah, I mean, and that's 
we've, we've been asking for this for a long time. Like use your length and be disruptive. I also, not to discredit Poku, but if the Magic had a better pick and roll guard that could actually expose a defense, I think it would be tougher to guard. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. But no, it's 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 encouraging to see. Um, for me, it's it's with Poku, it's not about the points. It's not about the rebounds, not about the assist. It's about limiting turnovers, not doing stupid things, and being disrupted defensively. And he did most of those things tonight. So I, very T- Taylor, Taylor, I thought Poku tonight maybe looked the most aggressive and the most physical, especially on the glass. Nine rebounds is good for him, but the way he got some of those nine rebounds, he was pushing on Wendell. Uh, There were some that he didn't get credit for the rebounds, but he's like getting super physical and tipping the ball to somebody else. We talk about how Poku needs some of that dog in him. Uh, I thought offensively he played really well. He played within himself. He missed some open threes. I love the threes he took. He didn't force any really. Uh, there's maybe one that was forced. Uh, I thought the shots at the basket were good, but as far as physicality, and we've talked a lot on this show about physicality being up here in your head, right? It's a mental state. I thought this is maybe the most physical game Poku's ever played. And he did so with, like we keep talking about this, but within the flow of the offense and within the flow of the defense on each side of the ball. That's so important to for Poku, just like Nick was talking about, and Dagan will actually praise him. So he really gave them, you know, kind of the spark that they were needing offensively or really, sorry, contributed off- offensively. But he also mentioned his, sorry, I think I had it pulled up here. Um, he's, uh, well, sorry, that's just, so Shea and Lou both complimented him. But I think Daynault said something along the lines of uh, he helped us offensively, but he also mentioned his movement and credits his defense. So I think you're spot on there. One other thing I've noticed, Jacob, to the point of physicality, Poku's starting to get a little more comfortable playing that center position. I noticed a couple times. You, Nick, you mentioned you know guards being able to find a man in the pick and roll. Obviously, Shea Giddy created that, and Poku's having some really nice rolls on the pick and roll, the pick and pop. The three point shot also stood out to me. There were some threes there. I think that if if Poku can knock down when he's wide open, we probably don't even find ourselves in that close of a game down the in the in the clutch because the Thunder have already taken the lead and they're maintaining that lead. And that's not just Poku that goes for the team as a whole. They're they're still shooting very poorly poorly from three as a team. But man, Poku really shined tonight. Um, in fact, got the player of the game, got the the podium game, or not the podium game, the the post game interview with with Gallo. So, um, just really encouraging stuff here from Poku over the last two or three mm-hmm. games now, and he's closed both of those, right? Yeah, he's been awesome, dude. Like there was one play in particular tonight, Nick, that just really jumped out to me as far as like mentally aware. Uh, it was, I think, it was in the fourth quarter, and he had he was the screener in a pick and roll. And he set a good screen. He made contact and he held it for just a second to where um, the man that was guarding him had to commit to Shea. His Shea's man runs around Pokey, just held it long enough to make two go to the ball and then slipped right to the basket, got the pass. It got a, like a little layup or a dunk or something. Uh, just a, a really like heady heads up, like understanding, hold the screen for a second longer uh, to make the defense react before you react to them, right? You don't want to make the first move. You want to make the counter move. Uh, Just really impressive stuff by Poku. Uh, This next one, I don't know how much you guys can really touch on this, not being at the game tonight, but my next takeaway was Paycom Center was alive. I mentioned it earlier, but maybe the loudest... tweets about it too, which is... Yeah, maybe the loudest I've heard it. Uh, When Poku splashed that three uh, with, what was that, like four minutes, three minutes left in the fourth quarter, that's the loudest I've heard that place in a long time. 
I was How really impressed. Would it have been if that game was on national like it was supposed to be, dude. I tweeted that out. T and T, Kyrie on a platform. T T and T missed this beautiful game. That's got the number one pick. That's got Shea, who's the player of the week and playing incredible. So I mean, I mean, I know Zach Levine went off tonight, but to play Bulls Nets, like I, I don't even want to get in the Nets. Agreed, like, but, but still the point for the culture, is- baby. Yeah, goodness. It's it's insane. But yeah, uh, Nick, it would have been awesome. The exposure would have been incredible. What pisses me off the most is if this game was on TNT tonight, you know whenever you get on Twitter, on not on your phone, but on your computer, and on the side, you can see the trendings, you can see how many tweets. We would be in the 60, 70, 80K tweets about SGA. A lot of Instead, love for him tonight. Instead, it, it's on NBA TV, and he's not going to get nearly as much love as he should. Um, the MVP chance for Shea, whenever he went back to the free throw line, he missed a free throw tonight, you bastard. Um, <laughs> awesome. It was, it was very loud. Uh, it was echoing throughout the arena. Uh, just a really, really cool experience. Um, just leaving the game, there's like traffic was crazy because there was a lot of people at the game. Uh, love that so much feels like the fan base is really the the i don't mean this disparaging by any means but like the casual fan base is kind of coming back around on this team uh, there's some excitement to follow i shay's a big piece of that uh last one let's burn through this one quick dagnall rotations i mentioned uh j-dub starts and that's the reason he thought it was great tonight 100%. No, uh, Jang, 17 minutes after back and forth with the G League. Now, he gets eight points, four rebounds, two assists. He was a plus 12, three, eight four points from the in three. like a minute. Yeah. Two minutes. Um, yeah. Trey Mann with 26 points. I thought Trey played a very good game. Um, 26 points or 26 20, minutes? What? In 26 minutes. Trey, did I say points? Yeah. yeah. I'm about to say I missed that. Trey had 26 minutes, 13 okay. points. Um, you got some Aaron Wiggins, like kind of spot minutes. Poku with 31, Baisley with only 18. Uh, but no, like Nick mentioned earlier, no Kenrich Williams, no Mike Muscala. The vets didn't get burned in this game, and I thought that was fascinating. Especially in this game, too, playing against another team with a bunch of youth. And the other thing that stood out to me is the the uh, starting the second half, seeing Josh Giddy there, right? Uh, staggering Josh and Shea. Uh, Day don't mention that post game, trying to get some flow in the different units, uh, some you know, some structure with, with each of the units. And uh, it started Wiggins and uh, JRE instead, or sorry, Baisley instead over JRE and, and Giddy. And obviously the closing lineup, I think the biggest one being Trey coming in uh, and JRE coming in instead of Baisley and instead of uh, Giddy. Mm-hmm. Incredibly and- small sample size. The only thing I read into that is against good veteran teams, which has been every game up to this point, you're going to see Mike and Kenny play, but against the Rockets and the Spurs and the Magic, they those might be their, they're not going to put rest on the injury report, but that's when they're going to let the young guys go out there and play. We'll, uh, we'll test on. that hypothesis on Thursday whenever Denver comes to town. Spot on. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. I'm excited. I guarantee both play against Denver. That'll be interesting. And then Milwaukee on Saturday. We'll we'll get to that in a second. Um, that's kind of our big takeaways. I've got Gentlemen, one parting thought, but you, well, you yeah. Okay. So hold on just a second. For, Cause we're, we're at 29 minutes. I promise Nick 30. Uh, I'm, I'm a lying son of a gun. We're going to go 35 Nick's, real fast Nick's because lying. I need to mention our player of the game. 
Yes. Him. Okay. I can throw mine in with this, and it'll be Shea Gilgis Alexander. The stat line is insane. He was awesome. The graphic is beautiful. Um, I I tweeted it tonight. The most important Canadian ever born, <laughs> bar none. Um, I want to take. I, I promised the people in the chat we'd answer some questions. So I'm going to ping pong between the two of you. You get two Rapid. seconds per per response. Two seconds, Taylor. Two, Taylor. Seriously, we are two. starting with you. Um, no, actually, Nick, we're starting with you because this is directed. I'm going to give Taylor a buzzer if it goes over two. That's Nick, right. how are we feeling about that bet? Have you been listening to some Smash Mouth oh, for your all-star hard. bet with me? Let's wait a little longer. Wait a little longer. All right. That's fine. Uh, Connor Taylor says, Bull Bull or Poku? Bull Bull look good, but Bias got to go Poku. Nick, David says, I'm a bit worried about Giddy and Shea playing together. Giddy does not look like the same guy when he was running the show. Too early? I don't think he's been healthy all year. Yeah, they did stagger them tonight, which was fascinating. Need more um, sample size. Taylor, Kamel asks, where's Summer League Trey? He's still there, um, but limited opportunity, not limited opportunity, more of a defined role. Um, and that's why he was very impactful here in the in the second half. Nick. Topher says, ain't the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog for <laughs> OKC tonight. So I need to know, of all the dog breeds, what kind of Shea? He's oh. a pit. Sure. There we go. Or Doberman. He's got I the think, Doberman pup. I, I think, think I think Shea's got the, the size and the fight, though. Good yeah, point. he does. Good point. Taylor, this victory is absolutely insane. Was it good end game or bad finish for the Magic? Did the Magic lose this one or the Thunder won it? Thunder won it. Uh, and I think the the magic ended it poorly because the Thunder created Clamped so many them. opportunities and in de- in de- defensively. Nick Topher says we need a two way Shea shirt. How do you feel about that? Let's do it. We just talked about needing new yeah. shirts. Hey, I don't know if you guys have seen, but in our group chat, I dropped a Shea idea. I think I it's like a good it. shirt. I liked it. Don't say it on the pod; it'll get stolen. Nope. Yeah. Like uh, Eckle says hello. Another good win. We are loving it from here, from down under. I'll take this one. Shout out to all our Aussie listeners. We love our American listeners, obviously. We love our local listeners, but it still blows my mind that we have Aussie listeners. Absolutely love it. Love Absolutely them. love it. Uh, Eamon says, uh, Nick, this is for you. Rough offensive night for Lou, but got to give him credit for his defense. I'm Paulo. Yep, and great defense. He's been pretty bad offensively, which makes Shea's performance even more impressive that he's carrying the team. And trusted Lou there. To Big three by Lou at the end of the game. Taylor. We can't forget what a healthy Chet will bring to this group. You ever Already think about that? About that. Does he... You ever think about that? Yeah. Just what a Chet Holmgren would look like? Who's Chet? Uh, no, no. Yeah, obviously. I uh, literally talked about that with Jacob before we recorded. Uh, Rod says this game was an uh, a good adver- advertisement for the no-fix rotation. Mark can throw out new looks on the opposition with so many dogs in the pack. Nick, what do you think? Rod, are you getting that? It's hard to scheme for the Thunder because they throw out a different lineup every night. I think that's what he's going for. Yeah, I like that. I like it. They Taylor mentioned closing with different lineups. Hmm. Taylor, can the Thunder have two players on the All NBA defensive team if Dort and Shea keep it up? Not this year. In the future, they absolutely can, but I'm not sure if it would be that combination nope. there. It'll nope, be nope, Chet nope. as one of them. Nick Miguel says, with how good Shea's drive, midi, and defense is right now, if he ever gets a three-point going, he's going to become uh, an elite three-level scorer. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the last piece of the puzzle. He's got the free throw, too, which is like the fourth dimension no one talks about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, our guy, Eamon, 
Taylor, this is for you. Being a greedy MFer, I am wanting every chance we can get to have one be on our team, but I think <laughs> we're too good. Why does Nick think we're going to tank? Saving this for the very end. <laughs> oh, questions okay. for you, Taylor. Yeah, he says well, saving it. Yeah, no, I, I was going to give my thoughts and then present the question to you for a brief response at the mm, end, Nick. Okay. And then uh, I think it's going to be a topic we talk about a lot this season. Okay. Nick, what's the better backcourt? Trey SGA or Josh SGA? Josh SGA, it's not close. I think that's, um, has the most Taylor, this, you know, can't really get, I guess you can give a comment on this one. Give Joe, I think they're talking about my guy stroking Joe some damn minutes. Joe. My goodness, bro. Hey, Dignall gave him another shot uh, there in the second half or maybe. Yeah. It's all blended together now. I believe it was in the second half because the Thunder desperately needed a spark offensively. He was not able to compete defensively. And so they pulled him. Um, Nick Kamel says Poku clutch, po clutch as in like Poku clutch. You like that or the Poku nectar better? I like both, but we've got fans of the pod or listeners of the pod that hate both because we have a lot of Poku haters. Oh, I'm I'm drinking the Poku nectar, baby. <laughs> yes. Taylor, I mentioned tanking teams. We have someone that says that team in Sacramento isn't considered tanking. Tanking's well done. Uh, I mean, no, because they aren't doing it. Not intentionally. <laughs> exactly. Two more. Nick. Meek Leak says, no question, just love. Thanks for the pod, guys. Meek. One of the most loyal listeners. Uh, so Nick, you get this last one since Taylor wanted to take the finale. Usman, 20 plus game, 20 plus points, or Trey Man 40 piece? What comes first? Since he didn't specify Usman 20 plus in uh, the G League. <laughs> what a <laughs> son of a gun. <laughs> Taylor, you got a thought real quick. Hit it and let's get I out do. of here. I had a tweet. I know Nick had a maybe contrasting tweet. Um, so I think we have Shea playing at this level, especially on both ends. Again, very small sample size. He's going to have to keep it up. Y'all know I'm on the pro tank, trust, Presty. This is how you acquire elite talent that is able to you know, be sustained here in OKC. I also know this is a really good draft coming up. Nick knows it even better than I because he's been writing about it. But like, I feel pretty confident putting a big board together pre, at pre-college season, right? So I understand how important it is and how much talent is in this upcoming draft. But if Shea is playing at this level on both ends and he's able to sustain that, I think it's a little bit of a disservice to him um, to just pull the plug and tank with his team. And I'm curious your guys' thoughts. So basically, like, is Shea too good to tank right now? Or is it a disservice to him playing this well not to do everything you can to get an elite player like Wiminyama to play alongside him long term? The It's a good question. Even if Oklahoma City is... Close to the middle. Um, I don't think there's more than five or six teams they're better than. And I, I really do think the, the lowest they would be in the reverse standings at the end of this season, even if they played well and Shea plays all year, is seventh or eighth, which is yep. maybe not tanking, but you still got a shot at winning. That's fair. See, okay. That, okay. That's more in line with what I... Okay, gotcha. As we get out of here, thank you guys so much for checking out the show. Can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Uh, all the love we've been getting is just incredible. Thank you guys so much. You're what makes this show what it is, what makes us keep coming back. So keep coming back. Thursday, we have uh, my guy Taylor covering the Thunder vs. Nuggets. He'll be on the post game on that one. And then Saturday night, you guys get Saturday with Justin again as the Thunder take on the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis, the number one defense in the league. And then as always, Sunday night, 
9 p.m. Central Time. We will be right here for our weekly show. That's where we wrap up our big thunder thoughts. We go around the association. Just a great overall time. So make sure to join us. Sub to the YouTube channel. Download the pod wherever you get your shows at. Drop a five-star rating. We will be back with you guys again in a couple nights. Again, thank you so, so, so much. We'll talk to you soon. Until then, as always, thunder up. Rest in peace, take off. We should have played some Migos.